Good morning. Today we're going to begin a chapter in the greatest story ever told. I'm very excited next Sunday to begin to start unpacking this story and seeing what it means for us, but that's not what we're going to do today. Normally when we approach the Bible, we start to chop it up and begin to unpack it and parse it and study it, uh, but what we're doing today is something more like Mark intended. You see, the first people to hear this story lived in a time when only about 10% of people could actually read. And so the world was not meant for readers, it was meant for listeners, it was meant for storytellers. Mark's story about Jesus was probably presented from memory over and over and over again, and it was all told in one time. So someone would sit down and they'd say, hey, would you just give me 30 minutes? I want to tell you a story of a man who changed the world. It was probably presented in lively and dramatic ways. They might have said, hey, why don't you tell that part of the story? Okay, no, now you tell that part of the story. Mark was written to be heard. So our message today is the account of Jesus read from the book of Mark. This morning we don't study, we don't parse, we don't dissect. Sometimes it is wiser just to reverence, to simply sit and let the tale of Christ wash over us. So we're going to immerse ourselves in the first half of the book of Mark, like these first believers would have. We're going to start in Mark chapter 1, verse 1, and we're going to go all the way to that climactic moment when Peter, for the very first time, dared to speak aloud his answer to the question, who do you say that I am? Today's translation is not going to be one that you are familiar with. Uh, it comes out of our companion book, the book of Mark. If you'd like to follow along and with one of these, you can. But right now we're going to pause and we're going to let these words be spoken to us like these first century followers would have heard. And there are going to be moments where we're all going to get to speak part of the story as well. And you'll know that because on the screen will appear the word all. And when you see that, that's referring to who? That's right. So we get to participate in the story as well. As we listen, as we speak, may this story prepare us to each answer in our own heart the answer to the question, who do you say that I am? The beginning of the good news of Jesus, the anointed one, son of God. Just like it is written in Isaiah the prophet, look, I am sending my messenger before you who will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the Immerser appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming an immersion of repentance for forgiveness of sins. And the whole Judean countryside and all of the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were being immersed by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate grasshoppers and wild honey. And he was proclaiming, one stronger than I is coming after me, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I immersed you in water, but he will immerse you in the Holy Spirit. Well, in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was immersed by John in the Jordan. And immediately, while coming up out of the water, he saw the sky being torn apart in the Spirit, like a dove coming down into him. And there was a voice out of the sky, You are my precious Son. I am well pleased in you. Then at once the Spirit drives him out into the wilderness, and he was with the wilderness forty days, being tested by the accuser. And he was among the wild beasts, but the angels were serving him. And after John was handed over, Jesus came into Galilee 
proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time has been fulfilled and the kingdom of God has drawn near. Repent and trust in the good news. And passing by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, Simon's brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said to them, come behind me and I will make you fishers of people. And immediately leaving their nets, they began following him. And after going a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John in the boat preparing their nets. And immediately he called them, and leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men, they too followed him. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. They traveled to Capernaum, and as soon as it was Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and began to teach. And they were stunned by his teaching, for he was teaching them like someone with authority, not like the scholars. And suddenly there was a man with an unclean spirit in their synagogue, and he cried out, What do you have to do with us, Jesus the Nazarene? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus reprimanded him, be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, after convulsing him and uttering a loud cry, came out of him. And everyone was so astounded that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He even commands the unclean spirits and they obey him. So reports of him quickly spread everywhere in the whole surrounding region of Galilee. And immediately after leaving the synagogue, he went to the home of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was laying sick with a fever, so they tell him about her at once. And going to her and taking her hand, he raised her up, and the fever left, and she began serving them. But that evening, when the sun set, they began bringing him all the sick and the demon-possessed. And the whole town was gathered at the door. So he healed many who were sick with various diseases and drove out many demons, but he would not allow the demons to speak because he knew he was because they knew he was the anointed one. And, and rising early, while it was still very much night, he went out to the country and began to pray there. But Simon and those with him tracked him down and found him. And they tell him Everyone is looking for you. But he says to them, Let's go somewhere else to nearby villages so that I can preach there too. For this is why I went out. So he went 
preaching in their synagogues, in the whole of Galilee, and driving out demons. Well, a man with a skin disease comes to him, imploring him, Sir, if you're willing, you can cleanse me. And filled with compassion, he stretched out his hand and touched him and says to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the skin disease left him, and he was cleansed. And warning him sternly, he sent him off at once, but he says to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer what Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim and spread the word so much that Jesus could no longer publicly enter a city, but remained out in the country. And they were still coming to him from everywhere. And coming back again into Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many people were gathered together so that there was no longer room, not even at the door. And he was speaking the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic, being carried by four of them. But when they were unable to reach him because of the crowd, they dug through the roof where he was. And after digging through, they lowered the mat that the paralytic was lying on. And Jesus, seeing their trust, says to the paralytic, Child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there and questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak this way? He is slandering God. Who can forgive sins except the one God? And perceiving at once in his spirit that they are questioning among themselves, Jesus says, Why are you questioning these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and pick up your mat and walk but so that you may know that the Son of Humanity has authority to forgive sins on earth. He says to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your mat, and go home. And he rose, picked up his mat, and immediately left in front of everyone, so that everyone was astonished and praised God. We have never seen anything like this. And he went out again beside the sea, and the whole crowd was coming to him, so he began to teach them. Now, while passing by, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he says to him, Follow me. Then, standing up, he followed him. And as he reclined over dinner in his home, many tax collectors and sinners were also reclining with Jesus and his students. For there were many, and they were following him. But the scholars of the Pharisees, seeing him eat with the sinners and tax collectors, were saying to his students, Why is he eating with the tax collectors and sinners? So Jesus, hearing this, says to them, the healthy do not need a doctor, but the sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now both John's students and the Pharisees were fasting. And they go and say to him, Why do John's students and the students of the Pharisees fast, but your students do not fast? And Jesus said to them, The friends of the bridegroom cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them, can they? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken from them, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the patch pulls away from it, the new from the old, and makes the tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the skins are ruined. Rather, one pours new wine into new wineskins. One Sabbath, as he was going through the grain fields, his students began to pluck heads of grain along the way. So the Pharisees were saying to him, look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he says to them, have you never read what David did when he was in need and he and those with him were hungry? How he entered the house of God in the time of Abiathar, the high priest, and ate the consecrated bread, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and how he even gave it to those with him? 
And he continued, the Sabbath was made for humanity's sake, not humanity for the sake of the Sabbath. Therefore, the son of humanity is master even of the Sabbath. And he entered the synagogue again, and a man was there with a withered hand. And they were closely watching him, whether he will heal on the Sabbath so that they could accuse him. And he says to the man with a withered hand, come to the middle And he says to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or do evil, to save life or to kill? But they were silent and looking around them with anger, grieved by the hardness of their hearts. He says to them, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was restored. And leaving, the Pharisees immediately began plotting with the Herodians against him as to how they might destroy him. And Jesus withdrew to the sea with his students. A great number from Galilee followed him. Hearing everything that he was doing, a great number also came to him from Judea and from Jerusalem and from Idumea and beyond the Jordan and around Tyre and Sidon. And he told his students that the boat should stand ready for him because of the great crowd, and so they would not crush him. For he healed many so that all those with diseases pressed in on him to touch him. And the unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, would fall down before him and cry out, saying, You are the Son of God. And he would sternly reprimand them so that they would not make him known. And he goes up a hillside and calls for those he had chosen, and they went to him. Now he appointed twelve, whom he also named sent ones, so that they could be with him and so that he could send them out to proclaim and to have authority to drive out the demons. So he appointed the twelve. Now to Simon he gave the name Rock, and James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James. Now to them he gave the name Boanerges, that is, the sons of thunder. And there was Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who also handed him over. So Jesus comes home, and the crowd comes together again so that they cannot even eat their food. And when his family heard, they went out to restrain him, for they were saying, he's out of his mind. And the scholars who had come down from Jerusalem were saying, he is possessed by Beelzebul. He drives out the demons by the prince of the demons. But calling for them, he began to speak to them in comparisons. How can the accuser drive out the accuser? And if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. So if the accuser has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but has reached his end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods without first binding the strong man. And then one can plunder his house. I assure you people will be forgiven of all sins and whatever impious slanders they utter. But whoever slanders the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they were saying, he is possessed by an unclean spirit. Then Then his his mother and his brothers come, and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. Now a crowd was sitting around him, and they tell him, Look, your mother and your brothers are outside asking for you. And he answers them, Who are my mother and my brothers? Looking around at those who were sitting around him in a circle, he says, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. 
And again, he began to teach by the sea. And such a large crowd gathers around him that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he would teach them many things with comparisons. And in his teaching, he would say to them, listen. There was a farmer who went out to scatter seed. And in the scattering, some seed fell along the path. And the birds came and ate it up. And other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil. And it sprouted at once since it had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, it was scorched. And since it had no root, it withered away. And other seed fell among the thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it, and it did not bear fruit. But other seeds fell into the good soil and began to bear fruit, growing and increasing, and yielding thirty and sixty and hundredfold. And he would say, Let anyone with ears to hear listen. And when he was alone, those around him, along with the twelve, would ask him about the comparisons. So he would tell them, The mystery of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those who are outside, everything comes in comparisons, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they turn and be forgiven. And he says to them, You do not understand this comparison? Then how will you comprehend all the comparisons? The farmer scatters the word. Now these are the ones who are along the path where the word is scattered. When they hear it, the accuser immediately comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. And likewise, these are the ones who are scattered on rocky places. When they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy, but they have no root in them and are short-lived. Then, when trial or persecution comes because of the word, they immediately falter. And others are the ones scattered among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but the worries of the world and deception of wealth and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes fruitless. But these are the ones who are scattered on the good soil, all those who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit, thirty and sixty and hundredfold. And And he he would say to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a bowl or under a bed? Is it not to be put on a lampstand? For a thing is not hidden except to be revealed, nor is it made secret but to be revealed. Let anyone with ears to hear listen. And he would say to them, heed what you hear. The portion that you apportion will be apportioned to you, and still more. For to those who have, more will be given. But from those who do not have, even what they have will be taken. And And he he would say, The kingdom of God is like a man casting seed on the ground. And he sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. But he does not know how. The ground bears fruit by itself, first a stalk, then a head, then a grain in the head. But when the grain permits, he immediately puts in the sickle, for the harvest has come. And And he would say, how should we represent the kingdom of God? Or to what should we compare it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is smaller than all the seeds. Yet when sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden herbs and produces such large branches that the birds of the sky can nest under its shade. And he would speak the word to them with many comparisons such as these, so far as they were able to listen. And he would not speak to them without a comparison, but privately he would explain everything to his own students. And when it was evening on that day, he says to them, let us go on to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they take him as he was in the boat. And there were other boats with him. And there was a great windstorm, and the waves were crashing into the boat, so much that the boat was already filling up. And he was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion. And they wake him, and they say to him, Teacher, does it not matter to you that we are dying? And getting up, he reprimanded the wind and said to the sea, Be silent, be still. 
and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said to them, Why are you wavering? Do you not have trust yet? And they were very afraid and said to one another, Who is this then that even the wind and the sea obey him? And they came to the other side of the sea, to the region of the Gerasenes. And after getting out of the boat, a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. He lived among the graves, and no one was able to bind him any more, not even with a chain, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains were torn apart by him, and the shackles were shattered, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. And constantly, night and day, among the graves and in the hills, he would cry out and gash himself with stones. And seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran and bowed down before him. And crying out in a great voice, he says, What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God, do not torture me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And he was asking him, What is your name? And he says to him, My name is Legion, because we are many. And he began begging him urgently not to send them out of the region. Now a large herd of pigs were grazing there near the hill. And they begged him, saying, Send us into the pigs, let us enter them. So he permitted them. And coming out, the unclean spirits entered the pigs. And the herd, about 2,000, rushed down the cliff into the sea. And they were drowned in the sea. And those tending them fled and reported it in the city and the country. And they came to see what it was that happened. And they come to Jesus and see the demon-possessed man sitting down, clothed and sensible, the one who had the legion, and they were afraid. And those who saw it described to them what happened to the demon-possessed man and about the pigs. And they began to beg him to leave the region. And he was getting into the boat the man who had been demon-possessed began begging him to be with him, and he did not allow him, but says to him, Go to your home, to your own people, and report to them how much the Lord has done for you and had mercy on you. And he left and began to proclaim in the ten cities how much Jesus did for him, and all were amazed. And when Jesus crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered to him. And he was by the sea, and one of the synagogue rulers by the name of Jairus comes. And seeing him, he falls to his feet. And he began begging him urgently, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and place your hands on her so that she may be saved and live. And he left with him. And the great crowd followed him and was pressing in upon him. And a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years who had endured much under many doctors and spent all she had, and who did not improve, but rather grew worse, hearing the things about Jesus, came up from behind in the crowd and touched his clothing. For she was saying, if I touch even his clothes, I will be saved. And immediately her source of blood dried up, and she knew in her body that she was cured of the disease. And immediately Jesus Perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his students said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he began looking around to see the one who did this. But the woman, afraid and trembling, knowing what happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. But he said to her, Daughter, your trust has saved you. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. 
While he was still speaking, some came up from the synagogue ruler to say, Your daughter died. Why trouble to teach her any further? But Jesus, disregarding the message being delivered, says to the synagogue ruler, Do not be afraid. Only trust. And he did not allow anyone to follow along with him except Rock and James and John and brother of James. And they came to the house of the synagogue ruler. And he sees the commotion and those weeping and wailing loudly. And entering, he says to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? And the child did not die, but is sleeping. And they began to laugh at him. But he, driving everyone out, takes the child's father and mother and those with him and goes into where the child is. And taking the child's hand, he says to her, Talitha Kom, which is translated, girl, say to you, rise. And immediately the girl rose up and began walking around, and she was 12 years old. And immediately they were exceedingly astonished. And he ordered them explicitly not to, that no one should sit, know this, and that she is to give something to eat. And he went out from there and comes to his hometown, and his students follow him. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach. And the many listeners were stunned, saying, Where do these things come to him from? And what wisdom was given to him? And what sort of powers are performed by his hand? Is this not the builder, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended by him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in one's hometown, and among one's relatives, and in one's house. And he was not able to do a single power there except place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed by their distrust. But he but kept, kept going, going around among the villages teaching. And he calls for the twelve and began to send them two by two. And he was giving them authority over the unclean spirits. And he charged them to take nothing on the way except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to put on sandals. And you should not wear two shirts. And he was saying to them, wherever you enter into a house, stay there until you leave from that place. And if any place does not receive you or they do not listen to you, move on from there and shake off the dust from under your feet as a witness against them. And going out, they proclaimed that people should repent. And they were driving out many demons and anointing many sick people with oil and healing them. And King Herod heard, for his name had become known. And they were saying, John the Immerser has risen from the dead. And that is why the powers are at work within him. But others were saying, he's Elijah. Still others, he's a prophet, like one of the prophets. But after hearing of it, Herod was saying, John, whom I beheaded, he was raised up. For this same Herod sent for and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, the wife of Philip, his brother, because he married her. For John kept telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias had it in for him and wanted to kill him, but she could not. For Herod was afraid of John, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man, and he was protecting him. And when he listened to him, he was greatly puzzled, and yet he would listen gladly. And when an opportune day came, Herod gave a feast on his birthday for his high officials and military commanders and the most prominent people of Galilee. And when his Herodias' daughter entered and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. So the king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. He even swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. And going out, she said to her mother, What should I ask for? And she said, 
the head of John the Immerser. And going in immediately with haste to the king, she asked, saying, I wish for you at once to give me on a platter the head of John the Immerser. And although the king became deeply grieved because of the vows and the guests, he did not want to refuse her. And immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded him to bring his head. And departing, he, headed, he beheaded him in the prison. And he brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. And hearing of it, his students came and took his dead body and laid it in a tomb. And the sent ones gathered back to Jesus and reported to him everything they did and everything that they taught. And he says to them, Come by yourselves to an isolated place and rest a little. For many were coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. And they departed in the boat to an isolated place by themselves. And many saw them going and recognized them. And they ran there together by foot from all the cities and arrived before them. And when he got out, he saw the great crowd and had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when the hour was already late, his students came to him and said, this place is isolated and the hour is already late. Send them away so they can go to the surrounding country and villages and buy something to eat for themselves. But answering, he said to them, you give them something to eat. And then they said to him, should we go and buy 200 days of wages of bread and give it to them to eat? So he says to them, how many loaves of bread do, do you have? Go see. And after learning, they say five and two fish. And he commanded them all to recline in groups on the green grass. And they reclined in groups of hundreds and by fifties. And taking the five loaves and two fish, looking up to the sky, he gave praise and broke the loaves and gave them to the students to set before them. And he divided the two fish among all, and they all ate and were satisfied. They picked up the broken pieces, filling 12 baskets and the rest of the fish. And those, ate the num those that ate the bread numbered 5,000 men. And immediately he compelled his students to get into the boat and go ahead to Bethsaida on the other side while he sends the crowd away. And after parting with them, he withdrew to the hillside to pray. And when it grew late, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. And seeing them struggling to make progress, for the wind was against them, he comes to them not long before dawn, walking on the sea. And he was intending to pass them by, but seeing, them, seeing him walking on the sea, they thought, it is a ghost. And they cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them, and he says to them, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind stopped. And they were utterly astonished within themselves, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. And crossing over to land, they came to Gennesaret and came to harbor. And when they got out of the boat, people recognized him immediately and ran around that whole region and began to carry sick people on mats to where they heard he was. And wherever he entered, in the villages or into cities or into the country, they would lay the sick in the marketplaces and beg him that they might touch even the edge of his clothing. And as many as touched it were saved. And the Pharisees and some of the scholars who came from Jerusalem gathered to him. And they saw that some of his students ate bread with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands with the fist 
holding to the tradition of the elders. And they do not eat from the marketplace unless they cleanse themselves. And there are many other things that they received and hold, the washing of cups and pitchers and kettles. And the Pharisees and scholars asked him, Why do your students not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unclean hands? But he said to them, How well Isaiah prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And they worship me in vain, teaching human commands as doctrine. You give up God's commandment and hold to human tradition. And he continued speaking to them. How well you reject God's commandment in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother. And the one who insults father or mother must surely die. But you say, if someone says to one's father or mother, whatever help you have received from me is Corban, that is, a gift to God, you no longer allow a person to do anything for father or mother, thus nullifying the word of God for your tradition, which you have handed down. And you do many things like these. And calling the crowd again, he says to them, Listen to me, everyone, and understand. Nothing outside of a person that goes into them is what makes the person unclean, but the things that come out of them are what makes them unclean. And when he entered a house away from the people, his students asked him about the comparison. And he says to them, so you too are without understanding? Do you not grasp that everything that goes into a person from outside cannot make the person unclean? Because it does not go into the person's heart, but into the stomach and goes out into the toilet. Thus he made all the foods clean. And he continued speaking. What comes out of a person that has made the person unclean? From within, out of people's hearts, come evil thoughts, sexual transgressions, thefts, murders, adulteries, acts of greed, acts of wickedness, deceit, indecency, envy, slander, pride, stupidity. All these evil things come out from within and they make a person unclean. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other fountain no nothing but the blood of Rising from there, he went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and entering into a house, he wanted no one to know, yet he could not escape notice. But hearing about him, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately came and fell down before his feet. But the woman was a Greek, Syrophoenician by birth, and she began to ask him to drive out the demon from her daughter. And he said to her, let the children be satisfied first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered and says to him, Yes, sir, even the dogs under the table eat from the children's scraps. And he said to her, Because of this reply, go, the demon has left your daughter. And going away to her home, she found the child lying on the bed, and the demon had gone. And he went out of the region of Tyre again and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee, into the midst of the region of the ten cities. And they bring him a deaf and mute man and beg him to place his hands on him. And taking him aside by themselves, away from the crowd, he stuck his fingers into his ears, 
and spit and touched his tongue. And looking up to the sky, groans and says to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, and the bond on his tongue was loosened, and he was speaking normally. And he explicitly ordered them not to tell anyone. But the more explicitly he ordered, the more greatly they proclaimed it. And they were utterly stunned, saying, How well he has done everything. He makes both the deaf hear and the mute speak. And in those days, when again there was a great crowd that had nothing to eat, he called for his students and says to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have already remained with me for three days and they had nothing to eat. And if I send them away to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some, some of them are far, live far away. And his students answered him, where will anyone be able to satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? And he asked them, how many loaves of bread do you have? And they said, seven. And he charged the crowd to recline on the ground and taking the seven loaves of bread and he gave thanks and broke them and started giving them to his students to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd and they also had a few small fish. And after giving praise, he told them to set these before the people as well. And and there they were eating, and they were satisfied. And they picked up the leftover broken pieces, seven baskets, and there were about 4,000 people. And he sent them away, and immediately to himself got into the boat and his students and went off to the district of Delamatha. And the Pharisees came out and began to argue with him, seeking a sign from him from the sky in order to test him. And sighing deeply in his spirit, he says, Why does this generation seek a sign? I assure you, no sign will be given to this generation. And leaving them, he got in again and went to the other side. And they forgot to take bread, and except for one loaf, they did not have any with them in the boat. And he was ordering them explicitly, saying, Look out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing among, among themselves that they have no bread. And knowing this, he says to them, why are you discussing that you have no bread? Do you not yet grasp it or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you pick up? They said to him, 12. And the seven loaves for the 4,000, you picked up broken pieces, filling how many baskets? And they said to him, seven. And he kept saying to them, how do you not grasp it? And they come to Bethsaida, and they bring him a blind man and beg him to touch him. And taking hold of the blind man's hand, he led him outside of the village. And after spitting in his eyes and placing his hands on him, he asked, do you see anything? And looking up, he said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Then he placed his hands on his eyes again, and he stared hard, and his sight was restored, and he looked at everything more clearly. And he sent him to his home, saying, Do not even go into the village. And Jesus and his students went out to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his students, Who do people say I am? And they said to him, John the Immerser and others, Elijah and others one of the prophets and he asked them but you who do you say I am rock answers him you are the anointed one sing this to 
Jesus Messiah. 